you end up signing with New York Subliners. The unofficial technical date of a year has passed by. Um, are you re-signing? Have you already re-signed? Can you even talk about it? Um, I don't know if I can talk about it. Leaks, uh, leaks, leaks, <laughs> leaks, leaks. It's okay if you can't, but I have to ask. Leaks, leaks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby Podcast episode. I'm Grandmaster Goj, as always, joined by the wonderful, amazing co-host, Katie Bedford, the world's Bedford. Uh, Katie, how are you doing today? Katie, you're drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I'm great. I'm great. Okay. Look, you have to have sometimes like the long pause intro, right? Sure. It'll make people think that you're important, right? Like clearly she's not just going to take a sip right. of tea while he's asking her a question, but I am. I am because sometimes I'm rude. Uh, I'm great. Fair. Uh, everything's really good. Had a fabulous weekend. Uh, just kind of relaxing. Super excited for our guest uh, this week. I've been a fan of hers for a really long time. And uh, other than that, I'm great. How are you, Goj? I'm doing really well. I'm a little sunburned. Um, my face is pretty mm -hmm. shiny right now because I've got some serious moisturizer on. You know, we're trying to hair? take care of ourselves. Oh, I did. I did chop the hair quite, quite yeah. a bit. It is still long uh, and, and kind of flowy, but it is not like shoulder length like it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I realized not going into too much detail because we got to get to our amazing guest. But I realized I was like, you know what? It goes up into a bun well now, but the bun just doesn't look good on broadcast. I'm on camera way too often. Let me chop it, make it a little bit, you know, more professional. No, you've experienced the reality of all women who have their hair pulled back <laughs> on any sort of broadcast. You just look bald. Yeah, and unless, like our guest, you do it correctly. Now, mine wasn't long enough to do it like our guest. So we'll, we'll, let's just bring her up. We've got an amazing guest here. today. Uh, we are going to bring on the wonderful, the amazing NYSL Swish. Uh, Swish has been a, a good friend of both Katie and I. I's, nope, Katie and mine. Mm, that might be how you say that. For a while now, I. we've watched her come up for a very long time, <laughs> all the way back from the very beginning of her dance. Uh, I've seen her just perform at a very, very high level in competitive stance, but even more so recently, grind out that content game. So we're going to get a little bit of behind-the-scenes look of what she's been up to over the last, well, couple years now in the content space. Let's bring her in. Uh, Swisham, there you are. You're on the main stage. How are you doing today, Swish? Hello. What's up, Hello. everyone? How Happy are to be here. Big fan of you too. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Uh, Swish, we, we do something every single time we bring in guests. Uh, we, I didn't really warn you about this on purpose. We do some rapid fire questions, okay? Uh, you know, we, we wanted to have you on the podcast earlier, and it was one of those things where you're like, well, we only have like about 20 minutes, and you're like, no, 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 let's do a full episode where we can talk about everything yes. under the sun, and I'm excited <laughs> for that. But we are going to rapid fire some questions at you. You, I want you to give us your first response, first thing that comes to your head as we go through these. Katie and I are going to jump back and forth on them. Um, I'll start it off. We need your favorite person to stream with slash compete with. That's tough. <laughs> I know. Uh, first that's, first that's thing that comes to your head. You can split those into two questions if you'd like. Um, I got to say, for one, I love playing with um, both of my duos, my co-ed and my female duo, Tom and Allie, Queen Shadows and Intex. Uh, but I really enjoy playing with Aiden a lot just because, like, I don't know. We're just so, like, goofy and, like, we love to mess around and, like, just fry at the same time. And it's just, it's just so, like, it's, it's fun. It's good vibes and it's just a lot of fun. So those are my top three. I, I, I like it. 
Uh, we've we've heard that about Aiden a few times now. I think when we had Zsmet on as well, like a constant reinforcement of the good vibes uh, when you yeah. play with him. All right, favorite streaming moment. Um, man, that's also a hard one. Oh, I know. For <laughs> There's so many things that like come to mind. Um, streaming moment, as in like something that happened live on stream or anything, anything that comes to mind. Can be competitive, can be not, can be random, whatever you want. Um, actually, I'd have to say winning Swag's 25k Doritos Bowl. That like. I think was a uh, insane, awesome moment. The feeling, the adrenaline, like that last game that we had, like just the all the adrenaline, like throughout the tournament, like the focus, and then like having you know like the Twitch rivals, you know, person come in, like, hey, Switch, I don't think anyone told you, but you guys won the tournament. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew it was gonna be a close one in that tourney, and it was just like, yeah, it was. It was an awesome moment. That's a throwback. Well, I'm going to jump a question ahead because you can give us a different answer if you'd like, or you can repeat it. But your, the next question was your favorite competitive moment uh, from your career. Does it still that one or is there another that was also in your no, mind? I, so it's that one for sure. But I think the Baka Bros land like yeah. that yeah, has yeah, to yeah. be like that was uh, an experience and like just something that will like I'll never forget like that whole weekend or whatever was just from the start to the end. Yeah, like so fun. So it was just so awesome to be in one room with the best in the world and to be able to compete against the best in the world. And alongside, you know, Tom, um, it was just it was awesome. And, uh, you know, Vegas, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't have fun in Vegas? <laughs> sure. All right. Favorite meta of all time. Um, DMR. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Hell no. Um, I would have to say, like, I think Amax meta was it Amax and and Mac Ten or Amax? I I can't remember that. And like the the FFAR. That yeah. was, oh, was so FFAR, much fun. Goge. We get that it a lot. It was so now. fun. Like, I don't know what it is about it. It was just like peak times yeah that, I, I will say the ffar also had that like versatility where you could use it at every yes. single range so it was just so yes. smooth honestly up close me medium yeah, like yeah yeah i think yeah. it was my favorite too like it was just the most yeah. versatile weapon you could use ever and you could still it wasn't like so broken that like you're getting absolutely you know twerked on by some random bot with a yeah. dmr two shot at you from from 300 meters yes. so yes um, that's that's i love that answer um okay let's see let's go to favorite warzone competitive format currently 2v2 okay. i would say obviously the state of warzone isn't really great right now and 2v2 is kind of you know or up and an up and downhill <laughs> battle um <laughs> But I would definitely say 100% 2v2. Okay. I would, yeah. Have we Clock ever gotten a different in. answer, Goach, aside from 2v2? Um, I, I think there was... Uh, no, I, I I think most people say 2v2s. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> we talked about this on the podcast, too, Swish, of, like, this idea of, like, what's the most competitive, but also what's the most entertaining for a stream? So if, like, you're a content creator competing and being able to compete and also still talk to chat, like, 2v2s make the most yeah, sense for 100%. that. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So that does make sense for for most of all the competitors that we interview. Um, all right, we have two more. 
Least favorite duo to compete against? Probably Ben and Ken's. <laughs> yeah, fair. Ben's. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you just know, like, they're always going to perform, and you just always have to be on your A-game when you play them and just try to outfrag them. So, yeah, they're just such a good duo. Their chemistry and everything. Definitely say them. They they do win a lot. We had we had Kins on the last uh, the last episode, and um, she was talking about how fun it is to play with Ben. Um, okay, last question: hardest loss that you can think of. I think it was. I know exactly which one. <laughs> um, it was the TST uh, or Hitch's um, create content cracked creator cup. And me and Tommy got second in that one. Uh, and we lost to Huskers and my duo, Queen Shadows. Uh, we little, It literally came down to the brim, I think, third map. Um, I think we had a hacker reset, and then we went to third map. And then we lost by, like, one kill or something. Oh. And it was, like, the craziest, like, one kill, like, ever. And I was just, like, so gutted, but so happy at the same time for Ali, obviously. And it was, it's just, it's always hard losing, you know? I'm yeah. such a competitive person. Like, no matter the loss, like, big or small, like, I always take it, you know, as any other loss. So, yeah, definitely that one, though. Yeah, close ones hurt. I remember that <clears throat> tournament so, like, vividly, too. Yeah. All those Crack Creator Cups were, were super fun to watch. And also, yes. there was this, like, moment while the draft's going on where you're like, okay, which of the teams that you're like, these yeah. will win? And, like, usually yeah. there's yeah. some front runners, but uh, that one was a ton of fun because your duo and, of course, the duo that ended up winning were, like, the two that we were like, oh, watch out like, for these wow. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, great answers. Thank you for, for being willing to be on the spot there for those. It's a fun way to kind of intro uh, who you are for people that maybe don't know you or don't realize how long you've been competing as well or even just, just playing and making content. Um, but let, let's start, Katie. I want to go back um, all the way to the beginning. Um, Swish, you and I, or Katie and I both know uh, most of your story, but there's probably pieces of it that we don't know. Um, uh, you know, I've I've seen you from the very beginning of Warzone and Verdansk, like the come up that you've had. And I want to talk about that, but let's go to the very, very beginning of <laughs> what drew you to Warzone in particular, um, maybe in other BRs, or was Warzone your first kind of streaming title, or did you do stuff before that? Kind of give us that walkthrough. So, um, MW was my first COD. Um, I remember... So I, I'm a retired basketball, uh, ex-college basketball player. Um, I played sports my whole life, uh, soccer, basketball, softball, volleyball, track, every sport. Um, and then when it came to high school, you know, um, I couldn't play all the same sports, you know, the, the seasons overlap and stuff. So I had to go one direction. So I went with basketball. I worked really hard for a scholarship and I knew like I was set on it since I was like in eighth grade, like that's what I wanted. You know, it ended up happening. I went off to college uh, in Iowa and I went, uh, I think it's like a full day's drive or more uh, from where I live in Texas. And it was the first time I was away from home and away from my family and stuff. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to go away from home and experience, you know, college life and responsibilities and, and grow up, you know. Um, and when I got there, it wasn't what, you know, I expected. You know, I had a really rough two years um, that I was there. Um, 
I went through a really dark depression and gaming was like the outlet for that. Like I literally, I can't tell you all the times that my mom was so pissed at me that I was up late, like playing, um, <laughs> I don't even know what on my Xbox, you know, like it wasn't Call of Duty. It was, I was playing like Dead by Daylight and, and Apex. I played Apex a lot, like at the start, I was just a casual player, but, um, and then, um, MW comes out and uh, I'm just like, well, like I, this is the first COD I get to play. Like I didn't ever have time for games, you know, before. Um, so, you know, I was in my dorm room. I was um, playing MW. I would play a lot of like S&D and like pubs and stuff. Um, and it, that kind of like itched my like competitive side. Um, you know, basketball was kind of going to crap. Um, I didn't get along with my team. Well, my teammates didn't get along with me, I guess. Um, I was kind of like the oddball. Sure. I was so far away right. from home. Everybody was like five or 10 minutes away from, you know, their hometown over there. And they all kind of knew each other since they were little. So it was kind of hard, you know, like getting into, the, you know, a new team, new coaches, new everything. Um, I didn't get along with my roommate. I had to move out and live alone um, in my dorm. Uh, being homesick, like everything just like came into play. And then I had injuries and stuff. So like all that just like translated to me being in my room every night and all day, like outside of practice and class and just playing video games. So um, if you would have told me I would be here, you know, like right. I, I would have told you you are crazy because my goals were, you know, finish school, go to master, get my master's afterwards, you know, graduate the first in my family um as a college athlete and stuff um but you know life took another turn and covid happened and then um i got sent back home and obviously i brought my xbox with me and i started playing a lot more because you know like we're inside during you know covid and everything and and then i don't know what it was but I think, you know, the Xbox like has like a feature where you can like go live and I didn't know what the heck it was, but I would just click it like just to click it. Cause... <laughs> and there was like a little icon on my screen where it says like live recording, like and it would have like one or two people like the number there. And I was like, oh, my God, I have like two people watching me right now <laughs> playing, you know, like Dead by Daylight. And then slowly, you know, I started like looking up Twitch and then I see this whole world of like streamers and content creators and like communities. And and I, I started, you know, like watching streams and, and people like Nick Merckx. I know I watched like Dakota's uh, Fortnite streams, um, Tim the Tatman, um, Shroud. And like, it was just crazy to see like that there's so much more to just gaming, you know, like being a casual gamer that I was right 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 um so like I said I got sent home you know with COVID um and I picked up streaming and then I was streaming you know like S&D I got into like the game battles and CMG tournaments and stuff and that was just kind of like everything that I had all my passion and stuff for competing like with basketball and stuff kind of like transferred over because I wasn't having a good time and you know, that kind of like road kind of ended uh, cause of COVID. 
so that kind of opened up like the the door and honestly i thought i was just gonna you know play you know stream here and there you know one two viewers no webcam you know no official mic or pc you know <laughs> i thought i was just gonna you know have some fun you know while i'm right. you know down in the press you know and um and then it was and i just i ended up getting my first pc um i think a little after COVID happened and then i started streaming and stuff and i was you know inter intertwined with some communities and i started meeting a lot of people um i think that was that was when like i played with nick Merckx. um I, I can't remember like the timeline but i know it was like at the start you know like yeah. when i was streaming and stuff um i already had like a little community I had, you know, like five, 10 viewers, you know, I was really proud of, you know, like that was huge for me. Like every time the number would spike up to like seven or eight, I would freak out like, mom, I've got seven people watching me right now. Like what? And then um, I started, you know, getting noticed and stuff. And I, I didn't play Warzone right away. I think I got, I actually didn't like Warzone when MW came out. Um, I didn't like the whole like BR of Call of Duty at the time. I was so stuck on like, no, 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 I'm going to play S&D. Um, so I think I got into Warzone like season two or three. Um, and I started playing and I had no idea how to play, you know, Call of Duty BR or like what the hell to even shoot at or you know like i didn't know a kd ratio existed or like <laughs> what a kd ratio was um i was obviously really bad at the start um but obviously like the time that i had you know at home and stuff i just grinded it out um i got to network with a lot of the big names really early on somehow and um i yeah i just i just fell in love with warzone and competing and it was just it was just crazy how it all happened honest i don't even know how it happened but <laughs> well i wonder I just... then what so you're kind of telling this story right of how you got here it was there and you're you're saying you're networking right you get in with a lot of these people early and that can be so crucial uh, was there a point uh was there a point in all of this that you felt jump-started your warzone career um Definitely networking is huge in, you know, like the streaming and content world. Um, you definitely need to get out there and, and talk to people and and whatever. But um, I would say, yeah, because I mean, when I played with Nick Merckx, I wasn't streaming. I wasn't like, you know, like posting to YouTube. I wasn't like, you know, trying to get people to come to my stream, you know, because of him or, you know, like, um, I think definitely just even playing with him did bring like traction and like I have like some of my best friends like Nico um a lot of my community that I you know have now still like since then um definitely I think that helped me a little bit and then um I just I don't know I I would play like 10 hours a day and I was on literally all day like every single day even on console days so uh, little by little, I guess, like, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely though. Yes. Like, I think that it did help jumpstart because I don't know where I would be, you know? Right. Right. Um, 
you know, looking back on your history and what you're able to do, I know we've got some people in the chat that have been around since the beginning as well. Uh, you know, we know Brave really well. And he was saying that one of the first or second ever YouTube videos he did was was you and playing with Nick Merckx and stuff like that. But I, the first thing that I remember, like, I think the the layman, if you will, the Warzone community um, thinks of when they think of you from the very beginning was um, kind of some of the, the time that, some of the momentum that you gathered up with uh, Swag and when Swag mm -hmm. did a lot of like shout outs and did some YouTube content with you. So talk to me a little bit about what that was like when Swag uh, kind of, you know, the networking is huge and we always talk about it from the content creator space of like, hey, we want to network and play with other people, but it's not the self promo in those. It's when the creators say, hey, I want to like make content with this person and, and Swag did that with you. So talk to me a little bit about what that was like. I'm going to keep it a buck. <laughs> um Please I remember, do. as honest as possible i remember like the first time like he messaged me and i was like wait is this like a troll account <laughs> like this there's 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 just no way like he just messaged me right now asking you know to make a youtube video like i i honestly was never expecting it or like you know looking for it but like when he did i i had been you know obviously watching swag for a long time um and when he messaged me to make a YouTube video, I was like, what? Like, you, did you send this to the wrong person? Like, are you sure you got the right person? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I was just like, I don't know. That was definitely like, honestly, a crazy moment too, because when you think about it, like, I don't know, like that, he actually like has done a lot for me and I'm very thankful for swag. Um, he is just a down-to-earth person like i love his content like what he does for his people like for his community and everything um so being able to make that like you i still remember the day like vividly like we were hopping into duos and and we it was like the aug meta and um we were just running around talking at the same time you know uh we both dropped to like double 20 plus kill games and it was it was a lot of fun so i will never forget that moment though like when he messaged me because i i literally freaked out and i went and ran it and told my mom like look at this like <laughs> i have a message from swag and he wants to play with me like what That's so can cool. you slap me <laughs> I, I will say too, you know, we, we're talking about this networking and it is super important, but it is, it's not as simple as reaching out to people, right? And saying, hey, yes. can we do this? Can, it, it, can we play together or anything like that? It's it's much more than that. It, it comes from a, a place of they recognize you being real yeah. and they recognize that you're a grinder. Yes. I mean, you know, I'll give you the, the credit if you're not going to give it to yourself. You grinded the crap out of this game mm -hmm. and you have gotten so, so much better at the game um, and, and really have showcased why you're kind of earned the right to be where you are currently and yes you you worked with some of these large creators along the way which certainly can jumpstart careers but it was because of your grind that that was even possible so i, I wanted to say that before we move forward thank you yeah i don't i don't think anyone realizes how many hours i actually put into like verdansk and like how i even got here you know like i didn't just get it handed to me obviously like there was a lot of things, you know, that came into play and that went on. So I'm definitely thankful for people like Swag and Nick and and even Joe. I think I remember Joe invited me to a tournament as well, like early on before Swag asked me to play. And that was like also one of the biggest like moments that I remember, like 
I can't believe I'm playing with Joe. Like movement, movement <laughs> king. Yeah, sure. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like just looking up, you know, to these like creators that I call friends now. You know, like when I first started, with it's just. It, it makes me feel really thankful and, and blessed and grateful and everything because, you know, um, I'm just glad, you know, like people don't get the wrong idea of me, you know, like people actually see me through. Um, and that's all I can ask for, you know, and that's all I can do, you know, just be me. And, you know, if you fuck with me, you do. If you don't, well, <laughs> yep. you know. Yep. 100%. But definitely it's it's a grind and it has been so i'm just thankful for it i'm thankful for my competitive background too because like without that you know i wouldn't be putting in the hours i do or you know where i am now without it well and we hear that um so frequently not just uh not just in call of duty but uh, in a lot of other esports so many competitors come from a competitive sports background and whether it was injuries or other circumstances, they channel that same competitive drive and motivation into a game. And that happens a lot in Call of Duty all the time as well. So I'm not surprised to kind of see that sentiment, but all right, Swag's hitting you up, Joe Woe's hitting you up, you're doing your thing, you're, you're finding your groove and you have all this momentum behind you. At this moment in time, you are seeing people like Jesse Cooks, Smixy, Queen, all getting picked up by orgs. There's a lot of people getting snapped up. And then you start having conversations and you end up signing with New York Subliners. And I remember that announcement. It was it was a really exciting time. And uh, I think, are you just quite there on the one year yet? Um legally yes <laughs> okay okay officially, so but point, not officially yes <laughs> uh what what was that like when and i know smixie's in chat what what was it like for you as you're having this momentum to see other people getting picked up and and getting that moment where you realize you two are on the path toward working with an orc honestly it was a time to be alive like those Verdance like peak times like where we're all grinding like I remember me Ali and Smixie would play like the trios like kill races like the female ones and we would absolutely fry out and like we were like one of the top trios you know if not one of the best you know in Verdance you know and it was just fun to see you know like one by one like Smixie got picked up by Rocker and then you know um who, who was that? I, I remember that was, was just... It was Jesse with Minnesota, or with Florida, and then I think, was it Smixie and then Queen on Florida as well? Or I'm I, not, I can't remember. I don't remember know how it was. went, but I remember seeing, you know, like, Jesse, Smixie, uh, Kaylee joined phase, um, you know, like, there was so much going on, and it was just, like, motivation, and, like, it was just... Like, I, I, I was so happy to see that, like, girls were actually getting, you know, like, the recognition that people were, you know, like, these orgs were picking them up and, you know, bringing them on. And, and for everyone to see, you know, like, they've got skill. And, you know, like, you know, they have more than just their skill, like, their talent, their, you know, their personalities, like, the different personalities in the women's scene. Like, it was just, like, I, I just remember that time. It was just moment of you know like everyone's grinding everyone's trying to work for you know their own and um definitely i i know th i knew that it was in the in the future like it was gonna come eventually um 
you know i had to just grind it out obviously like i haven't been around as long as a, a lot of these uh players have and and i understand that and um so i get if i wasn't gonna you know get on an org you know anytime soon you know if it wasn't right. anytime soon like it was gonna happen you know later down the road um but when i was in talks with a, a couple different teams and stuff uh during that time um and i was in talks with obviously new york um i just fell in love with like who they are like what they stood for like what they do for their community obviously they had just signed aiden and let me tell you i was the biggest fan of aiden before you know like <laughs> i mean i was even, ever friends with him um i remember just like being a little chatter in his chat you know watching his streams you know um so just like yeah just new york uh has been awesome and and just the home feeling that i was looking for uh was really really important in my decision making and what they do for you know their creators for their comp players for all that um and then obviously visiting new york was a whole different thing um yeah it, it was it was crazy, honestly. I know we were um, we were talking a little bit before the broadcast about how you've really been excited to work with them because of like the, the content side in particular, mm -hmm. right? T talk to me a little bit about that. Like, yes, I want to hear like the best parts, um, maybe the hardest parts even of working with an org and what that means for you and the way you do content. But uh, talk to me about that process. Like, what are those best parts that are really getting you excited about the content creation in particular outside of competition? honestly um so recently i know i haven't been like competing too much um I've got a I'm, lot I'm, going on to be yeah, fair <laughs> yeah I, i'm trying to you know play here and there because obviously like i can't stray away completely from you know the the competitive competitive side but honestly right now like the focus is you know growing the longevity of my brand and my stream and i think that's what's really important and i think that's what some of these competitive players don't realize and don't take into you know consideration because when all this you know like say if uh warzone just it probably won't but say warzone's not it or competing isn't it you know down the road it doesn't work out like what are you gonna do what do you have now you know and i personally me like my thing is like i want to build like a community and like a fan base that like we're all family and that like when, no matter what game I'm playing, you know, like my community is always going to be there, whatever, whoever people I support, you know, they're going to support. Like, I don't want people just coming in here, oh, checking out like the competitive, uh, we're gone. All right. And then, you yeah. know, so forth. You know, I want to create content that people will, you know, like, like me, how I was, like, I would watch people's content because, you know, like that was my safe space, you know, where those creators, like, that, those were the streams that I went to, you know, when I was, you know, like not having a good day or I wanted, you know, to laugh or, you know, to smile or to see other people in the chat that I knew. Um, so um, we have some ideas like with New York um, coming up. I know we're going to do some content at the major uh, in a few oh, wow. days. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. I know we're going to do I, I, I'm personally wanting to do some like IRL vlogs and stuff because I think that would be really cool to incorporate into like my channels and stuff because i know like making that like connection with your viewers and like you know like obviously the people that you already have in your community just showing them you know kind of like what we go through or like the day in the life of them or something or you know what goes on at these events stuff like that so irl vlogs definitely and um 
I know we're playing some stuff with like Aiden there at the event and uh, just with like the fans that are going to be there. So I'm excited for that. Um, I've been on the content grind for, I think, a little over a month. I definitely hate myself for not getting on it, you know. In <laughs> Everyone says that. Yep. Everyone says that. I 100%, you know, kick myself in the butt, you know, because it's just so important. Like, it, it really is. And, like, it's it's definitely a grind, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, will want to, like, stick through it. But, you know, once you get the ball rolling on the content and, you know, you're firing on all cylinders and you're, you know, competing here and there, you're making content, you're, you know, doing this and that, like, it's, you get into that groove and it's like, you're sailing, you know, like, and, and obviously like your brand and, and your community is, is most important, you know, over to, well, at least to me, like to competing and stuff, obviously I love competing and I will stay, still compete, but, you know, like, I want to make sure that, you know, I have that community and, um, I built that kind of like family feeling, you know, wherever I go. So, yeah. Well, we know how important that can be, right? Especially when we talk about the grind and how important the grind is, but that can very much so go way too far in the other direction. And when you have that Twitch community, that community, as you said, that you're building around yourself through your content, through your streams, through your competing, whatever it may be, those people, I think, uh, folks who don't stream don't always realize how that community can turn your day around. Maybe you're having a bad day and, uh, you know, an hour later you're goofing around on chat and you're all laughing and cracking up and your whole day gets better because of that. I think people oftentimes can just underestimate the impact of how vital that family that you build is. But I, I want to go back to something that you mentioned that I think is really um, interesting. When you said... When you were talking about getting picked up by someone or as you were being courted, if you will, um, you, you said it was a time to be alive. And we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. People who haven't been picked up yet, uh, there's been a lull in teams picking people up for a while now. We know that there's things happening in the background, but is there anyone in particular that comes to mind that you want to experience what you did? Being alive, getting that pickup, seeing that org announcement. Is there anyone that you say that person deserves it, that person should be picked up? Um, There's a lot of people, you know, like the <laughs> communities, the community's full of you know, underrated, you know, unrecognized, you know, just good people and then cracked, you know, players um, that deserve, you know, that home um, on an org. And obviously, like, you can bring up Smith, you can bring up, you know, like, Ken's, you can bring up, like, so many people. Um, and it's like, wh when is it coming? You know, like... Um, that's always like the the tough part like you know when you're unsigned and you're you're grinding and like you're like okay well i want a home you know who's gonna pick me up like what's gonna happen the unknown is always you know either scary or exciting but um yeah i mean i don't know what people are doing like uh, well, what are these orgs <laughs> Like, what's going on? You know, Anyone you know, wants to put on a tournament and sign yeah. some new folks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I honestly don't know what's going on. Um, definitely, there should have been way more. Um, 
people getting please yeah Side note, like can yeah. we make that happen thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone's listening let's know. hello any listeners okay. <laughs> all right all right all right I, so so you mentioned some names that ken's is a great one uh as we said we had her on last episode and we talked a lot about that but uh for you you said uh the unofficial technical date of a year has passed by um are you resigning have you already resigned can you even talk about it um I don't know if I can talk about it. Leaks, leaks, uh, leaks, leaks, <laughs> leaks. It's okay if you can, but I have to ask. Leaks, leaks. Listen, I love New York. My heart is in New York. Um, there's definitely other orgs that are also um, home, you know, related. But um, I love New York. I don't think I want to go anywhere uh, for a little while. Um, I think what we're building there um, is good. Um, I think as as soon as we get on like, you know, our levels of, you know, what we're going to do, what we want to do and um, take those ideas and run with them, I think we'll be good. Um, But I just I don't see any other teams, you know, doing what they're doing, you know, for at least for our side on our team. Like, I don't see too many like. Um, orgs that are doing, you know, what they they need for their players or or uh, for their content creators. So um, I think that's that's just me. Like if I'm gonna be somewhere, I don't care. Like if it's optic, if they're not giving that, you know, like home feeling, that like support system, like, well, all right, you lost me. You sure. know, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that the, makes sense. This quality the makes over, sense. yeah. Um... So, Super cool. Well, we'll be keep an eye out for the the re-signing if that is down the road. Um, you know, no leaks from Switch today, but a great answer regardless. <laughs> um, okay, this has been really really cool, Switch. We've got a chance to kind of hear your story, your come up, you know, how it happened, and it's honestly been your grind that has been a part of that. There is always some small negative things that come up in anything in life, but in particular in in Warzone community, we've seen a lot of this interesting back and forth on how do you treat other people as people while also understanding that everybody's on their own grind and so one of the things that we were going to bring up here towards the end of of having you on is this idea of of like interacting with some of these people that maybe aren't the most gracious of people or what have you and there's no we're not trying to ask for names or stir the pot but more so how do you deal with egos like egos are a huge piece of any uh influencer side content whether it's it's modeling to it to you know professional sports to of course esports and we all have egos to some degree because we have put in the effort in the grind and we have felt like we have earned what we uh, have and so we're protective of that but what do you think about like kind of the community in general of warzone egos in in general and uh, how that influences like how you interact with people um it's hard you know interacting with some people or like knowing who to interact with because um obviously some people are gonna be more like protective of you know their side and they don't want to let anyone in they don't want to you know like um so it's kind of hard you know dictating you know like the the real people in the community and the people that are just here for just their benefit what they're gonna get you know no one else um it's it's tough you could definitely see it here and there from uh some people um and i just try to stay away you know from those people you know um 
I can tell when someone is genuine or like their egos are out the door, you know, when I talk to them or have like a first conversation with them. Um, but I, I, it's, it's tough. I, I, I gotta say it is, it is hard. It's hard, you know, um, like I said, letting people in your circle, knowing who to trust. Cause I mean, it's the internet and you know, we're, we're not face to face in this business. Um, you don't know who has what intentions or, or how big their ego really is, or, you know, what they're planning. Um, um, so I don't, I don't know. It's, um, I kind of just try to mind my business, you know, I can totally tell, you know, just by your, their actions, how they talk, what they do, you know, definitely stay away from that person or, you know, <laughs> um, like they're I not minding their business, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah like, you got it. You know, do you? Uh, I'll be over here, you know, in my corner. Um, but it's definitely tough. Definitely yeah. tough. Because, you know, uh, there's just... I think uh, something... When you first come into a community, right? Um, everything's shiny and new and mm -hmm. sparkly and pretty and you're new and everyone wants to meet the new person and everything's great and then the longer you're there and this happens with anything in life um some of the facade crumbles off a little bit right and and you start to see some of the things that aren't so sparkly and shiny and new and exciting so you're at that point, right? You are a staple in the community. Uh, you've you've made your mark. You're doing exceptionally well for yourself. And you've had those highs and lows of um, maybe finding out who you're going to be close to, who you're not, whatever, getting the landscape of what competitive Warzone entails. Do you have any advice to those hopeful competitive players who are following in your footsteps? Just be you. Like I said, you know, if they're gonna, you know, like you for who you are, like, be you. Don't try to, you know, put on this other face just because you want to move your way up or just because you want to get in that circle or you want to compete. Like, you know, just be you and you will attract the right people. You know, you are who you attract. So that's all I can say. Just be you and grind and, you know, try to mind your business and stay in your lane and... You know, uh, be humble, be kind, and yeah. Great advice. I love that advice. That That's the best advice we've probably ever heard. Oh. Be humble and kind, man. I, and Swish, you certainly embody that. You are a very, very humble person. Um, the way you've been uh, answering these questions has been like, you know, uh, these things happened and they're great, but it was truly your grind that got you there. And so, like I was saying before, we all have a bit of an ego when it comes to, hey, I've earned this, right? Um, but but how do you how do you kind of treat other people that have also earned their ter territory is a huge piece to it. So yes. spe speaking of that, um, to kind of finish off this conversation and we'll move <laughs> to our last topic, uh, you know, just in a general sense, uh, you know, I've done it in the past and I think a caster doing it is a little bit different than players doing it. But with egos comes this idea of who is the best, who is not the best. And there is this big kind of meta that goes ebbs and flows like waves throughout the community of tier lists in a general sense. And 
again i've I've done it a ton i've i used to do tier lists all the time and then i started getting railed for it and so i said okay maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe i'll slow it down a little bit uh i could probably do them more now and people wouldn't like give me death threats because i i have a little bit more of a staple in the community now uh than i was back then but what's your general take on tier lists uh this is kind of like a interesting topic nothing in particular or specific but just generally what do you think of tier lists players tier lists are just one's opinions or a few and it does not dictate or you know say exactly who you are what you are how you play it is someone's opinion and that should not matter at the end of the day if you know um you truly know yourself you truly know your potential you truly know you know what you stand for and how you grind and i don't think anyone else's opinion should try to tackle that down or get into your head because you know at the end of the day everyone just wants to be at the top and everyone some people don't want to grind some people want to grind just do you like i said and you know stay out of it that's it just sure you know screw them you know like <laughs> Who uh, cares? Yes, yes. I, I have uh, your 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 advice here on the podcast and your your opinions on tier lists here on the podcast reflect everything that you say on Twitter as well. So you you, you truly are you, no matter where you are, whether it's competing content uh, on a podcast or just on the Twitter timeline. Uh, it is definitely the, the resounding kind of sign of Swish is hey, stay in your lane, do your thing, be you, and, and do your grind, um, and, and kind of keep those close to you that that. That kind of uh that you connect matter. with and, and that matter yeah, yeah exactly mm -hmm. um so really appreciate having you on this has been super insightful um and i think your advice is something that i would love to kind of clip and take out and say hey if you're ever wondering how to make it in this scene swish is telling you right here be you certainly put in the time but don't try to bend over backwards to be somebody yes. you're not um yes really really cool stuff well final question to kind of send you off um thank you so much for spending your time with us um plans for the future uh, just give me a little bit about what's what swishes next steps i know it's content we've already talked about it give me a little bit more behind the scenes uh of where you're going from here um honestly i am in a mw2 waiting room yeah. in my mind in my body and you know <laughs> like i like my plan right now is just you know i don't want to play too many tournaments right now um obviously i'll play like the invitationals the ones that really matter try to stay stay straight away from the twitter tournaments and you know all that but i just want to focus again like on content you know the longevity of my brand my stream my uh community keep, continue building you know that family feeling um and just you know doing me yeah you know just you know focus on working on myself you know the ins and outs uh, as a person as a player as a as a content creator and uh you know obviously i have a lot to learn um i'm still fairly new to all this um definitely haven't been around that long to know a lot um but i i still know a lot um but there's still a lot to there's always room for improvement that was always my thing for for basketball and um I, I had really amazing mentors and I have amazing parents and family that, you know, has um, kind of stapled those morals and values um, that'll never, you know, go away. But um, definitely just 
gotta work on myself work on you know being a better player a better person a better friend you know all that um and that's it just uh growth improvement and uh yeah love wise it wise words absolutely wise words, I like it. wise words uh we'll swish uh you know everybody knows you that's listening probably but i'm gonna give you a chance go ahead and shout out your socials you have been an absolute pleasure to have on i'm gonna make sure everybody at home whether you're watching this live or on the vod content over there on youtube make sure you like that and comment on it of how much you love swish or what you would love to ask her if you had her on your own podcast what have you where can people find you swish all of the different socials shout them out um Katie Bedford on uh, all socials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. My girl. Um, <laughs> nah, uh, just swish them on Twitter. Uh, I'm live on Twitch every day at uh, twitch.tv slash swish them. Uh, swish them on YouTube. Swish them underscore on TikTok. Let's go. Uh, couldn't get that OG. Uh, and yeah, that's it. You Amazing. know where to find me. Amazing. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know you're live all the time. I know you're probably about to go stream for another nine, ten hours. I don't know what's going on and yep. leading up until <laughs> in, in, in myself. So good luck with all of that. We That's wish you so the best. Fun. Yeah, and, and thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun. Again, I love these podcasts and being able to, you know, it's, it's rare when, you know, like you get to actually talk to somebody and like, you know, go into detail about things and get to like, actually know who they are and stuff so thanks for taking the time with me and uh you know talking to me and stuff i really appreciate it of course and i, I just want to say if you need any reinforcement the vlog idea at the major i think you should definitely try and execute on that if you can i know i saw some people in chat i feel the same way too would love to see the kind of content you can make with it sounds good i would get on it okay <laughs> sweet good luck and have a great Thank rest you. of your stream Thank you, guys. Right. Bye. See ya. All right. She was awesome. She told us she was like, hey, be prepared. I'm going to talk a lot. And it was like perfect, right? She was able to tell her story and it was it was flawless. Really I'd enjoyed having her on. talk a lot than talk a little. Sure. Yeah, no, totally <laughs> fair. Makes, makes our job super easy. Well, Katie, mm -hmm. this is the time of our episode where we get to shout out um, the, the way we're able to do this. Our sponsor, mm -hmm. uh, Coliseum. It is time for the stat chat. If you guys didn't know, uh, Katie and I, the Bot Lobby Podcast, is sponsored by Coliseum, exclamation point sponsor, or if you want to, you know, type a longer word, exclamation point Coliseum, we'll pull up who they are in the chat. And they have been amazing because uh, these stat chats have been a lot of fun. We have an opportunity to talk through some really cool stats. Let me pull this up for us mm -hmm. to go ahead and start talking through. Some of these um, are great, Coach. I'm taking a peek right now. Some oh, yeah. of them are really impressive. They're fantastic. All right, this should bring us up. Let's go to here. Uh, close. We were almost there getting all set up. I just need to, you know, have your face on the screen and then we'll be good. Oh my God. No, I look normal now because you cut off my giant five heads. This <laughs> actually works out really well. Boom. There you go. We're, we're locked and loaded <laughs> every single time. I swear. There it is. You can see the link in the chat uh, and, and I'll tell you a little bit more about who Coliseum is. Daily Fantasy for Warzone pubs. Really, really cool. But they, they give us these awesome graphics where we get to talk through some different stats, which is a blast. So Katie, let's look at the top streamers from the last week. This mm -hmm. is all kind of cumulative from the last week of data that they are able to pull from pubs and looking at this list some of these kind of jump out at you it looks like uh, good to see Sabas on here with jared fps and i think it's zaito 10 uh fortunes keep wins in a row pretty pretty mm -hmm. solid any of these other ones kind of jump out to you uh, 
I mean, so you so you look at it, the I think the the streaks are always really impressive to me, but you got to look at the average placements that also yep. stick out of average placement of second. I think uh, on another stat chat previously with Coliseum, we had someone whose average placement was like one. It was was it Biffle or someone? It was like it was, their uh, average placement was like one point three. Yeah, it was like yeah. Their average <laughs> was first place. <laughs> yep, it was basically first place because they're just winning all the time. And, and that is something I have been noticing about Fortune's Keep in particular is that there are some pretty massive win streaks that people can go on. And I know it's been oh, a yeah. lot of grinding of the new map because hey, content is content. Uh, let's let's go to the next one on here. Let's see if this works. Boom! Amazing. So these are uh, I believe these are kit. Wait a minute. Nope. Let me double check what this is uh because i think it is you have the stat on there 76 i think this is victories it's victories Vic yeah what i thought that's what it was but there's zydo no, has victories. 89 wins this week on fortunes keep yeah. my gosh 76 yeah. on caldera is maybe more impressive old bonk up to his old tricks yeah, well, that's what I was, I, I was like, wait, 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 because I, I agreed with you. I was like, that's a lot of wins, bro. 76? You're busy just crushing everyone. Like, I, I win a decent enough amount when I actually play, but well. like, not like that. <laughs> not like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, not like... Yeah, just another win. Just throw one more coin in the bucket. Like, excuse me, 76 in a week? Like, yeah. how many is that a day? I guess that you're looking... I mean, if it's a week, so that's over 10 a day, you're looking at almost 11 a day. Basically, 11 per, eleven wins per day. I guess if you're streaming 10 hours a day, every day, uh, that's like an hour. You, you basically can win every other game you play. I know Bonk is a win that's streak. No, it that's is crazy. outrageous. I think Bonk is, Bonk is one of those... I actually i have known him through a number of different titles, but Warzone in particular, he goes for those wins, those win streaks um can play conservative when he needs to and can play aggressive when he needs to so cool to see him in the re uh, rebirth 24 for swag still fantastic 89 for fortune's keep is obscene let's keep rocking and rolling and see what else they've got uh most kills throughout the week kind of crazy to compare these two 52 for rated and 50 on fortune's keep for huskers now i don't know because i think i just saw an updated stat from z smith there they did introduce fortune's keep extreme um earlier uh i believe it was i think it was late last week or something like that where the player uh, count was increased quite dramatically so i'd be wondering to know if this was on extreme or if this was right. basic fortunes keep regardless still an insane number and the fact that it's almost the exact same as caldera means they were farming uh on fortunes keep with that resurgence yeah and i've actually seen uh i think last night or a day ago or something like uh, some world record something with like rated scum in, maybe someone else. It was like a trio something or other. So uh, they uh, rated in this this group of competitive players have been grinding out a lot of these high kill games. And I'm not surprised to see something like a 52, uh, 50s on both sides. Have we have we seen anyone get? Can you even get up into the 60s? On Fortress, I think on Extreme it's possible now because I think have it is we seen 60. anyone do that yet? I no, I don't think so. Well, Extreme just okay. dropped, so it would be in this stat line. I know Smith, I think, just dropped like a record or something like that. I'm gonna look yeah. at his tweets really fast. Looks like yeah, he just hit a 60 on Fortune's Keep literally wow, wow, nine hours wow. ago. Nine Jesus. hours ago. Okay, um, I was gonna say because that seems so un like look at that. He almost had 23 thousand yeah. damage yeah that's obscene that literally just happened uh like nine hours ago 
on the extreme game mode so i know a lot of people are excited about extreme and it's seemingly uh having a lot of fun on that all right last last one to pull up on screen so if you didn't know this was the fun stat coliseum is actually a fantasy sports kind of general esports but specifically for warzone fantasy sports uh website where there's like daily contests where you can win money every single day uh by picking your favorite warzone squad and you've got like a budget that you spend you have an amount of like fake money mm -hmm. inside the site where you buy your team it's really really cool but you win real money it's like 150 dollars a week at least on all of these contacts uh contests you can go check it out right now exclamation point sponsor but these are the this is like the ultimate squad for the week this these, these are the people <laughs> that put up the most points huskers makes a lot of sense up there at 810 you see z smith at 770 i think he's been grinding fortune's keep that's probably why Rated, who had the most kills in Caldera, makes sense at 720. Almond 705, you always see him up there. Scumming 697, 694 for FIFA kill. Uh, big people we are missing from the last couple weeks of this, by the way. Biffle's not on this list. Meta mm -hmm. Metaphor is almost always on this list because that dude Super grinds. And Super Evan's not on this list this time around. I don't think Super Evan was playing as much this week. And then I also know there was a few little shadow bands still eking around that then were able to be mm -hmm. reversed. Uh, that, that could have kind of ruined some of these stat lines for those right. players. And, you know, it's always fun seeing what actually ends up happening from the fantasy points side. Because, uh, Katie, I know the, the points are based on kills. They're based on how many times you die. They're based on how many wins you get. Like, takes all of those into account, just like any other fantasy sports does, and, and puts together these point totals. So, uh, really, really cool stuff. Uh, any other stat lines that they provided us behind the scenes, not on these graphics, that you wanted to shout out? Um, I, I know there was a there was a highest damage stat. I think somewhere there was at t around twenty k or so. That was that was pretty impressive. I assume Z Smiths will get updated into yep, that yep. next week around with that twenty three k. Um, but just the I think the overall trend of just consistent dominance, right, is always really impressive to me because you can have pop off games, but when you consistently see the same players just blowing it out of the water, that's it always just makes me chuckle when you see the, uh, you know, the, the, the budget YouTubes of found out this person's cheating. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, you just suck. And you're just upset that they are that good. Yeah. So shout out to them for consistently being this dominant. No, absolutely. The ones that I wanted to shout out that they provided us, uh, the most Gulag losses in the last week. <laughs> was Juki's, by the way, at 133. I'm, it oh, I'm calling it out 100%. He has the most Gulag losses. How, or he has 115 Gulag losses, the most out of anyone in the game over the last week. However, he also has the most Gulag wins over the last week uh, with 133 or something like that. So, regardless, man's positive, still doing well, but has the most wins and losses. He's probably putting in the most time over this last week on his main account, which is what they track. So, hey, if you want to get more from Warzone streaming, all you need to do is enter into Coliseum's free Fantasy Warzone contest and win when your favorite streamers win. So you can build your dream squad now at Coliseum.com. Oh, sorry. I pulled up my stats over this to do the ad read and I totally I covered up Katie. Why didn't you say ever. something? I, I, put, I thought it was intentional. I put, no, 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 no. I put it under the camera because it's easier to uh, to like read it and kind of still look at the camera. I'm not covering up your face to do an ad read. No, 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 no. That's okay, insane. So here's, the here's the thing. We've, we've worked together for so long that like I wasn't even phased. I assumed this was all part of the plan. So I was just going no. with it. Like no. that was a trust 
intentional. It was an unintentional trust fall, and it was okay. Well, I it was appreciate okay. It. I'm gonna redo it. This is for everybody at home. <laughs> Maybe our editor will do a little extra, little middle <laughs> editing to keep Katie's face on the screen because it's the only reason people even watch this screen is because Katie's here to give amazing info. So let's I mean, keep I her on the screen. Say it, but you're not wrong. No, 100. The the big thing I already told you this, but you can win when your favorite streamers win by entering in to Coliseum.co. Coliseum.co is where you can enter into those fantasy contests. The big thing to remember is you could use promo code bot lobby all one word i don't think caps mm -hmm. matters all one word to get a little extra cash to enter into some of these contests some of them are free some of them you can enter in five dollars and they're an increased price pool but they have up to 150 dollars that you can win every single week i gotta say too i i saw lamb chop in uh the chat mm -hmm. and then one of my muds actually flowers both entered uh on the uh, last week's episode and both won that week because of the Love the that. data that we were putting out and uh, their own intuition because they watch a lot of uh, a lot of war zones. So again, go check out Coliseum. They're amazing. They're the reason we're able to continue to do this podcast. They support us and make us uh, have really cool opportunities to bring on amazing guests. So there you go. Uh, thank you guys for, for making that happen. Now, Katie, it's time, no, now that I'm no longer covering up your face, uh, it is time <laughs> to do a little Shitter's Digest action. And we've got our newspaper in front of us. We've been reading mm -hmm. through the Twitter timeline and there's, there's some things we need to discuss. One of them was already mentioned before, but what, what mm -hmm. do we have this week? What was the newspaper? What was the big headline this week that we need to chat about? Uh, so we had some new uh, last-minute additions. Shout out to the uh, to the timeline. They were slotted into the newspaper right before printing. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of just go in order for right now. But um, we uh, we had uh, an interesting discussion crop up about um, wager. And paying your debts in particular uh, with with wagers that we'll, I'm sure, get into here in a moment. Uh, there was an updated women's tier list. We uh, touched on tier lists a bit with uh, Swish earlier, but there was an updated tier list that just came out, which was uh, interesting to look over. Uh, also, also the big question, and, and I mean, who knows, maybe maybe the, the solution the conclusion has happened. If you get shadow banned, obviously you're a cheater, right, Doge? Like, obviously, <laughs> sure, obviously sure. if you're shadow banned, you are a cheater. Uh, we saw some discussions about uh, the correlations there uh, and, and somehow shadow bans being an implication of that. And then, of course, uh, an interesting um, tweet we saw from Hex about a Warzone amateur tournament for 5K and the massive, the massive response that that got uh, within a very um, tournament-starved Warzone environment. There was a, a lot of topics and a lot of great ones. So let's let's start at mm -hmm. the top. I know there was, this has always been a discussion, but it was a fairly lively discussion, in particular late last week. Um, Smixy tweeted about it in particular. I know she was in the, mm -hmm. the podcast earlier. Um, this idea of the wager culture and people not paying their debts let's talk about it for a moment katie because you know when i understand you know warzone tournaments are far and few between at this point people are starved for content the wager community thrives i mean there was a wager tournament uh that that put up you know a nearly 10k prize pool uh because people like to gamble they were re-spinning a wheel to get a new teammate and they had to pay for that wheel spin every single time and the price pool that's went so that's not right katie, that's the not price right, pool bro. went from it was with rated and, and miss know-it-all price went from like 3k to 
legitimately ten thousand dollars because people kept respitting to, to no, gamble for a better savage, teammate. Though. They I kept know. getting people in there like nah. no, no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's that's savage, but I like right. it. I'm here for it. So the, the buy-in tournaments is one thing, but the wagers mm -hmm. where you're directly wagering one other duo or one other person and running these two v2s and putting up, hey, five hundred dollars a round or fifty dollars a round or even five dollars a round for these wagers mm -hmm. to get practice for the tournaments. There are a lot of people, and I say a lot, you know, more than one is a lot of people in, in particular for this topic, but there is quite a few more than one uh, of people that have not paid their debts. They're either, the, the excuses oftentimes are my PayPal is maxed out or my cash app isn't working or blah, blah, blah. It, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I want to have a conversation here about our opinions on this, but also just generally how to act like a human adult, right? <laughs> Even if you're not an adult, if you or saying, I will pay you <laughs> if this doesn't happen or does happen, and then that mm -hmm. thing does or doesn't happen, and you don't pay that person, you should be blacklisted from everything possible everything. until you pay. That is the dumbest, it no. is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in the gaming community is people owe hmm. five, 10, 15 different people money and they're not paying, yet they're allowed to play in tournaments. They're allowed to wager more. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? That is insane well, no, to I, me. That that kind of thing, um, I think the whole name and shame uh, game is often uh, utilized in very poor and unnecessary ways. Um, repeat offenders, because sometimes, look, sometimes you're pissed and you forget and someone bumps and you're like, oh, oh crap, sorry, here, and you send it, right? Like that happens. And I, I don't think that falls into the same realm of what we're talking about here. If you're a repeat offender, if you're someone who's getting salty about a loss, you're just ignoring it. Yes, you absolutely should go onto a name and shame blacklist and, until you pay your debt. Simple like, as that. First, first and foremost, guys, uh, let's be clear, whether it's wagering, gambling, anything else, Make sure that you can afford to lose what you are wagering. You should not be entering into wagers with people if you cannot promptly pay what you're going to owe if you lose. Uh, that is a concept that is very important in the entire rest of your life for credit cards, for loans, literally for everything. Sure. And it is concerning to me that you get a lot of these pretty young folks that are so freewheeling uh, with their money and um, they are so casual about owing other people money because it's a very serious thing, right? Because it goes beyond just the money. It goes into a, a trust issue. Are you someone yeah. who can be trusted? Are you someone that I want to associate with? And I, I mean, I, I think to, to add on to Smixie's uh, tweets, uh, she was talking about the same things that Queen Biddy was tweeting about. Queen Biddy was tweeting uh, and she called out Corrupt, she said, been a week since I played Corrupt and Zam, and Corrupt still hasn't paid me the $200 he owes me. Now, uh, $200 might not be a lot to one person, but for most people, $200 is a nice chunk of change. And if that's what you're owed, hell yeah, I'm going to be a little miffed if someone isn't paying me yeah. that. She goes, yesterday, I had people DM me asking if it was him because he owes them money too. This shit is ridiculous. If you're already in debt, why are you still wagering? And that's such a good point. Why are, why are you?
Yeah. Well, and I think like, you know, the content world isn't isolated with this issue. You brought it up, credit card debt and all the stuff that we don't need to go into like financial literacy right now, because it is something I'm super passionate about. I mean, I was an economics major, uh, for goodness sake, like a business is my, was my life still, Hey, it still is my life to some degree, right? Like casting is, is my main priority and like my main gig, but I also like do business stuff behind the scenes in the gaming world. And, uh, and I think there is a financial literacy problem that, that comes with this. Like there are a lot of children literally in this community i mean i'm talking 15 16 year olds that are wagering ungodly amounts of money because they've won tournaments or they know they're super good or whatever um but then there's some people that because they've been in the gaming world since they were a child and no longer are a child they don't understand some of these concepts and why this is super important or just don't care i mean that's certainly a viable thing but i think but before i tell you how to live your life more than that, it is, hey, if you want to ever have a credible name in this community, you ever want to grow at any level in the competitive community, like, if you start owing people money and not paying them back, you will be forever known as that person that owed a ton of people money and never paid anyone back. I'll shout them out right now from the tournament side, like, you know, as a caster, if, if somebody were to, like, not pay me way over what they owed, like, I would get really mad. I'd probably blast them on the timeline or what have you. Mm -hmm. But, like, even from the tournament admin side, like, I'll use Speedy Possum's name in vain, whatever you want to do. Like, that guy mm -hmm. ran a tournament and never paid out the prize pool. No one will ever trust his name again. It's slimy. It it's does slimy. not matter if he were to pay everybody back now, a year and a half later or whatever it's been. It will no, it's, never it's matter. Yeah. It will never matter. He is forever done in this space because he didn't pay people back when he said he would period and money, is, money like people here's the thing it does not matter actually how much money it is if you owe someone money they are within their right to be agitated about not receiving that money it doesn't matter oh it's just five bucks oh it's just 10 bucks it is money and money makes people behave in very odd sometimes not expected ways like you just you can't you can't joke around the topic of owing money to people yeah, because yeah. more often than not, people are going to get very upset about it. And, I, and that's why I, I look at one of these responses actually to Smixie's tweet. And I just, I do not understand it because this person says, <laughs> this person says it's probably not their fault. Well, that's, Fair yeah, enough. that's just a it's definitely their fault. <laughs> just the situation slash circumstance and genetics have put them in and they don't have enough Genetic. life experience yet to mature and change. I think most of us have areas of growth that we consistently neglect to change. Usually suffering is required. There's so much absurdity in that sentence. Like, look. I have things that I need to improve upon. Everyone does. But understanding the basic concept of it being a bad thing, uh, not paying people when you yeah. owe them, should not, like, suffering, the suffering required, no, other people should not have to suffer for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And look, and, and I think you said it right. Like, it doesn't matter the matter of money. It's it's a matter of, like, is this a person with integrity, right? And if you don't right. have yes. um, that kind of rep in the scene yet and you're trying to grow in the scene, whether from a tournament admin side or a tournament uh, production company even side, if you want credibility in the scene, you want people to trust you, you want, you want people to trust your brand, you want people to trust you as a creator, blah, 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 like, you've got to take care of the little things if you let the little things go to this to the wayside you don't pay people back for you know 180 plus days or whatever it is when you said you've got a net 30 contract like no mm -hmm. one will ever trust you to run large events no one will ever trust you for anything and your name will always have some sort of like mark on it and so if you want to avoid that pay people back what you owe and if you don't have money to wager don't wager simple as that
However, I know it's harder than that because these issues exist outside of the gaming world. But uh, mm -hmm. from from our side of things, especially in the Warzone community, like just be understand like you are putting everything that you are working on right. at jeopardy because you're not paying people back. Yeah, um, and, and what do you want people to remember? I don't want this person in a tournament because they stiffed me over 50 bucks six yeah, months ago. Yeah. Like people do not, it doesn't matter the amount. People do not forget things like yeah. that. And uh, like, uh, you just have to be so mindful. Just don't don't cheat people. I feel like we shouldn't yeah. have to say this, but don't don't cheat people, you know, pay, pay your debts and people will respect you a hell of a lot more if you make sure you're always on time like people really do remember things like that if you're cracked oh, yeah. when you lose or whatever people remember that and respect that yeah i am i'm blown away that some of these people are able to continue to compete um some of them certainly aren't uh but there are a few names in the community which you've already said one uh, you know on the podcast and i'll say another like i had a lot of respect for the guy in the past vapulier is an incredible competitor he owed a crazy amount of money to a lot of people and it's totally and utterly lost all of my respect because of that i don't yeah. care life situations like unless something catastrophic happened where you're like your house was on fire right before you were supposed to pay people like there right. really isn't it massively extenuating circumstance yeah, but there sure, really but like isn't the likelihood excuse, yeah. of that the yeah it would have had to be some catastrophic level yeah. something happening completely but, lost all of my respect be yeah. because you know you're you just not paying your debt sorry anymore um you can't so anyways we'll, we'll move on from that topic right. but yeah. i wanted to be clear for, especially from the caster perspective like how we view people not that we you know dictate whether or not you get into tournaments although i would say we do have some say i mean quite literally i hand i hand made it possible for somebody in the community to win a crazy amount of money because they clutched up in a big tournament that, uh, you know, I was asked, hey, do you have a recommendation for the event? And I said, yes, this person. It sometimes does go our way. Like, Katie and I and anybody else in the production world are not going to recommend... <laughs> We're not going to recommend yeah, somebody yeah. that owes people money. You're just not somebody with integrity. There's no reason for you to be competing. So, anyways. Um, let, let's jump the second topic. Let's go to... Uh, I actually want to go to the last topic, if you can let's indulge yeah, me, let's let's Katie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Papa Hex, thank you, uh, by the way, for the compliments in the chat. But uh, Papa Hex uh, is a tournament organizer. Speaking of, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of some credit. I've worked with him a number of times from uh, helping him with some production stuff behind the scenes to casting some of his small events. Uh, you've had an opportunity to cast one of those, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, kind of newer in the tournament scene from the organizer perspective, not as often buy in tourney heavy this is like somebody that says hey i'm willing to put up either my own money or company money um to promote either my brand or company brand uh and put on free tournaments for people to compete in does this does this often and um hex when he came to me asking um from the behind the scenes perspective of like hey to, to establish myself in the community what do you think i need and i said a you need to be immediately become somebody that people can trust and are credible and i said yes. the best thing you can do is pay people out nearly immediately you will set oh, yourself apart from oh, oh yeah and he's, he's really good at that. i mean he literally pays within 48 hours uh sometimes 72 hours and it's like oh my bad i paid you in 72 hours when you know you're not getting paid for like six months by some other people so really cool he's been great um does tournaments on the occasion has a, a couple tournaments uh coming up as well and i'll shout out boom tv as well boom tv is very very vast on that as well but from like an individual side 
certainly somebody that uh, I've, I've respected because of this and has mm -hmm. gained some credibility because of this and puts up pretty decently sized tourneys. Now, here is the big tweet. Hex tweeted out about this 5K amateur tournament that had a mm -hmm. unique design. I, I've pulled up the tweet on my side. Um, I'm going to get a better job of actually be able to pull up tweets on our main stage like we used to. It's just a little complicated when we have guests. But he said, I want to do a COD Warzone amateur tournament. $5,000 USD. Pretty sizable tournament. But I get to pick your teams and kind of can base them around KD or just whatever I want. Would people play? This is the classic, like, this isn't in the works. This isn't something I've already built out and I'm just looking for people. This is a this is an idea I have tweet. These always are like these people tweet these out all the time. I've done this a thousand times. So like, hey, I have this tournament idea. What do you guys think? Right. He tweeted this out and within he had less than a thousand followers, by the way, on Twitter. And, yep. and in less than 48 hours, this tweet had over 500 likes right. and like. 20 some odd retweets and an obscene amount of comments like we're talking hundreds of comments and i thought this was interesting and i know he followed up with like a, hey i want to do a pro one as well another 5k tourney so it's 10k involved that's that's quite a sizable tourney but i want to bring this up because if he would have made this tweet katie like eight months ago maybe even six months ago even it would have mm -hmm. made maybe gotten 100 likes after a week right because we had this tournament supply we are starved these warzone competitors are starved for events to where when somebody says hey i got a sizable price pool you don't have to pay to be in it explodes right well, now well let's be clear we, do, we don't people might come in and say but there's all these twitter tournaments don't care that's not what we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about the the official big time 25 50 100k even the you know the 10k tournaments those those are what we're saying and i'm not surprised like this tweet uh is july 4th you know it's not that long ago goge and a week ago to your point right that was a month of nothing yep. we had a busy may you hit june absolutely nothing happens not a single um substantial warzone tournament and i'm not surprised to see these people clamoring for 5k which is something you kind of have to chuckle at considering in may you're playing for like 100k or whatever it is you know you're playing for prize pools where first place is more than the entirety of this prize pool for hex's tweet that just a hundred percent what you said it goes to show uh, the moment people even sniff a prize pool that seems tantalizing they're they're clawing at the door to try and get there yeah no absolutely so cool to see what he's doing but also that idea was like obscene to me that this tweet is exploding he gained oh, yeah. well over uh you know 200 plus followers on it and insane interactions we're talking like hundreds of thousands of impressions from somebody with a small account because everybody's commenting retweeting etc right uh just because everybody's so starved for content and i think going back to what swish was saying on on earlier when she was the guest on the pod was this idea of like hey um you know uh, we have to be content creators right we have to create content right. in order for our communities to grow if this all goes away which to be honest competition basically has at this point like this all mm -hmm. goes away where do you go from here and there are a lot of big pro if you can call them pro warzone mm -hmm. players right that uh that their content is competing and so mm -hmm. they will do I, I remember i was i'll use this as another example i remember i don't remember if it was z laner or, or swag or whoever but i was talking to some people behind the scenes there were some like smaller production companies smaller tournament admins and they said you know go to, i acted as a consultant essentially you know what do you think it would take for x streamer 
to to play in our event and back in the day even just to get z laner to play because he was grinding content with doc was like your price will better be twenty five thousand dollars and right. now There's definitely a minimum point yeah and now you're seeing the biggest warzone content creators and, and streamers playing in one thousand dollar tournaments that last for 16 hours like it blows my mind like their sub count is insane they're making x amount of money per month but they're playing in a one thousand dollar prize pool for well, it's, 16 it's hours a, it's like a uh it's something to do mentality exactly. and it's, that's it's a scary mentality yeah that's a scary mentality for them to be in though right it's like uh, you know we it's not like warzone 2 is in august we've got a ways to go yeah. before we get there and uh i i don't think we're going to talk about it today i would like to talk about it at, at some point in the future but it does lead into the question of why why this is happening and and again i think that's something that we'll talk about at a later date but um it's it's certainly concerning as you said it right <laughs> you get these big creators playing in a thousand dollar 16 hour tournament yep. you, you do six months ago they would have laughed 100 percent. well I, I i'm gonna shout him out b mick in the chat who, who works a lot mm -hmm. behind the scenes in production uh it's he said it's hard to bring the big prize pools back when you can get the biggest and brightest for five thousand dollars and that is the truest tweet this is what i've been saying forever the the value of warzone events has gone down dramatically because the amount of money you need to put into an event to bring the highest ccvs is mm -hmm. crazy one of the things i always talked about this is back when i was doing modern warzone weekly with doug and then even we talked about in one a couple of our very uh, early episodes of uh, bot lobby podcast is uh you know what is a main broadcast value right as casters what value can we bring and uh if we can bring some value do we care uh do production companies slash do sponsors care about main broadcast views or do they more care about the ccvs of all of the players competing and you know a majority let's say 70 percent of their care goes towards overall ccvs of the event aka mm -hmm. the co-streams that people call it um for these competitors competing and so if you can get everyone the biggest and the brightest for 5k besides like I mean, maybe swag still won't play for 5k, but you can get everybody else. Y your bang for your buck is insane comparatively. Um, it's essentially artificial scarcity. Yeah, yeah, right? 100%. Like, they're, Let's go they're economics. Doing this, <laughs> they're doing this because they don't have a choice, right? Yeah. You know, like, and it becomes that weird dichotomy where, yes, you can get them for this extremely cheap price point, but a 5k tournament i'm gonna be real with you a 5k tournament i don't really yeah the stakes the viewership stakes are wins. so low like, yeah 100 like 10k yeah i'm paying attention 5k like okay you know like that doesn't mean anything to me and yeah. you will you will never be able to get the impact of a 25k 50k 100k tournament you'll never be able to get the um motivation from the players and the high intensity the high stakes you cannot recreate that in a 5k tournament you just can't um no i totally agree it's it's such a fun conversation for me because i love the business side of things but it is this idea of like um hey we've got you know warzone views going down everybody's in i mean swish even said it you know we're in a holding pattern for warzone 2 and everyone is 
Uh, and I think uh, I, I think one of the things to, to think about too from the like um, sponsor side or Activision side or whatever you want to call it is they're also in the holding pattern for Warzone 2. They can say, mm -hmm. hey, we can spend, you know, a bunch of marketing dollars now in a game that is not nearly near the top of the category like it used to be. Or what if we just save that money and wait, compile that money, the money that we had set aside for the rest of this year with next year's budget or part of next year's budget, combine that, make it a humongous event right when Warzone 2 drops, when everybody's eyes are back on this title and we're getting, you know, X times the amount of return that we would if we tried to do two separate events for smaller amounts right, right now. So there is kind of that double-sided coin of like everybody is waiting, including the uh, the sponsors mm -hmm. and Activision and everybody about when and where to spend their money. So a really interesting conversation. I love these styles of conversation um, about like business side of events and certainly would like to include more of those in the, the rest. But okay, we have one more topic we're going to discuss. Uh, Katie, I know this is a big one, uh, which was tier lists in general. We brought this up with Swish. Yep. There was a, a tier list that recently came out that was an all women's tier list of like all the ladies mm -hmm. in the scene and who I, I can't remember actually who who it was a queen queen, queen bitty, bitty tweeted out yesterday yeah. late night at almost yeah. 11 p.m pacific said all right here's the updated female warzone tier list that queen bitty and selly made together right uh, right a lot of we're asking for it and remember it's just an opinion so if it really upsets you that's a you problem i i'm not gonna lie i hate i hate the ending of that <laughs> i hate that so much like i mean she's she's right in a way but like what a way to just set this off to be aggressive yeah let me <laughs> since this is the end of our podcast if this goes horribly wrong let me see if i can pull it up because this will be our final final topic for yeah, we, gotta, we gotta try and pull the it up episode yes sure. because i'll be like i'll save it for once it's actually up on screen okay well you can start the conversation what do you in general while i'm doing this what do you think of tier lists in a general sense yeah yeah um i think <laughs> i think tier lists are fun uh, I think they can be overdone very quickly. Um, and it really depends on who's making the tier list because I know a lot of times um, certain people make tier lists and it's like, why? You know, <laughs> no one cares about your opinions. Is that what you just, well, what do you mean? I, sort of, which is, I guess, at the same <laughs> level of aggression as Queen Betty had. So maybe I'm just eating my words. But like, sure. it's the point you... I might, I'm going to cut off why, the bottom I, level. I guess it's the question, why should I respect certain people's opinions? Sure. And sometimes the answer is, you don't, I don't need to because you're not a competitive player or you're not a caster or you're not someone who has a deep wealth of information about this. So you're not, you know, you're not a J God or, or someone else who's in the scene. But then you get tier lists like this one that's up on the screen right now, which is from competitors about competitors. So very much so the opinions are very much so relevant. Uh, my immediate thoughts when I first saw this, uh, there's, there's a few that I raised my eye at, but I actually think it's pretty fair. Yeah, I don't think it's bad at all. I mean, and there's I obviously think, I think it's pretty fair. there's going to be some bias. There's going to be some like oh host host stuff in particular. Who's grinding content? Who's playing a ton right. of Warzone? Um, who's playing a ton of co-eds? Who's playing only women tournaments? I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of what ifs in this situation. Uh, I I don't hate this uh, this list. Um, there's a couple that I'm definitely like. Mm, do you want to you, you want to shout no, out? I, I don't. Just suffice to say, there's a few that I'm like, I, I think, well, how about this? There's a few that I think could be moved up or down by like one. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. There's really only one person that I'm like, I don't know why you're there at all. Only one person. Uh, but the rest of them, I, I do feel like it is pretty fair uh, to both their skill level and their accomplishments. Yeah. No. And, and I like the. Uh, I actually like most of these tiers too because the the uh, F tier or don't know play more tier is also filled with people that are like well known. It's not on your screen right now because of sizing issues, but. Uh, like down on that list of like five by five is on the mm -hmm. list of play more because she she grinds content her stream is popping she's killing it she's very talented and when she plays tournaments like she will win money but it's like yeah. comparatively comparatively to the the rest of this list these ladies are constantly grinding tournaments i mean right. let's use smixy for an example like uh, obviously uh, a, a friend we can call her a friend of ours uh somebody that we talk to fairly often um she's constantly playing tournaments and so it's very easy to rank where she would line up in this list uh, whereas somebody like five by five you're like oh i know she's super talented but i haven't seen her play a ton of like women only tournaments co-ed tournaments or just tournaments in general um but um you know kins being s tier makes so much sense in the world like right. she's winning everything um you know hey lovely was winning a ton back when she was playing super consistently uh doing up with c smith or even just by herself um playing any of the the women's trios events etc uh you know it's fun it's fun to do tier lists and i want to finish this conversation katie do you think player tier lists are the best way to do it or do you think a third party tier list makes the most sense third party meaning people that watch a crazy amount of warzone people like you and i doing tier lists as casters where we kind of have an unbiased perspective it's just what we see from the big tournament scene um our bias comes from we don't watch twitter tournaments we watch the big tournaments and who's performing um but do you like the idea of players ranking other players um i don't I don't really have an opinion on it so much. I think it's always going to stir the pot more because it's like, <laughs> find me a competitor who's making a tier list and doesn't put themselves in S tier, right? Uh, like, for example, Biddy and Selly made this and they're both in S tier. Sure. And I'm not, I, I don't have opinion on that either way. That's not what I'm commenting on. But th the point is that if competitors are making tier lists about other competitors, it's inherently going to have some very real bias to it. Uh, so I don't have an issue with them. I think it starts conversation. Anything that gives us Shitter's Digest content, I'm super <laughs> here for it. So keep pumping these out. Like, let me know. Give, give me some really spicy ones. You sure. know? But but to your to your question, I do believe um, if people wanted actual tier lists then yes you're gonna have to go to the um as unbiased as possible because everyone has biases right let's be clear uh but casters doing it for example you and i doing it is inherently going to be less biased than competitors yeah. doing it not other competitors because we are the ones who sit back and watch your gameplay we don't we don't make or lose money based on your gameplay. Yeah, we don't yeah. care about who wins or loses. Uh, sometimes there's storylines or things we want to see happen for sure. And that is where some of that bias can come in. But for the most part, we just get to sit back and watch the great plays, the mediocre plays and the bad plays. And that gives us the insight that might be a bit more clouded if it's people rating the people that they play against or with every day. Yeah, I would say last last note I have on tier list that we can close this thing out. Um, mm -hmm. the, I'm not kind of just touting myself here, but I will say when you do a tier list, if you really want to drive impressions and stuff, that's fantastic. But I think the best way to do a tier list is set the expectations at the very beginning, not just, oh, this is for fun. This is my opinion, blah, blah, blah. No, more than that. This tier list is based off of X, Y, and Z. This tier list is based off of, uh, customs only. 
this this tier list is based off of big tournaments only this tier list is based on pub slaying only those are all very very different and there are people that perform better in certain circumstances right so for instance i'm going to shout one person out on this tier list sunday wins games Sunday, I, I she was in the combat cup that I just casted. They won out of the seven rebirth or yeah rebirth games that th that was played. Sunday's team won four of them. She wins, right. but she didn't win any money in the tournament because they weren't putting up enough eliminations. And so there's like there's uh, this kind of depending on the right. format, certain people are better in certain circumstances. Some people play a better Great support point. role in customs than they can in 2v2 pub slaying. And so the list mm -hmm. can dramatically change based on the criteria, and I think it's important to put that out if you really wanted to have like the most fair point. list, but again, it So naturally doesn't really matter. naturally and we're seeing it uh in chat goach. Naturally, we have to do a live episode where we do a tier list, right? <laughs> I mean, sure, we could do one. I, 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 with the current state of Warzone, Warzone competitive, uh, I will. We'll, wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Nothing can go wrong because we are perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll do some thinking about some of the tier lists we want to do. I know we've got some exciting ones behind the scenes, but um, look, this this episode's been long. It's been amazing. This has been fantastic. Thank you guys so much for the support all through the entire podcast. And again, huge shout out to Sh uh, Swish. She was a, a pleasure to have on. One of the easiest guests we've had in terms of just general conversations. Um, she's amazing. Um, she was able to tell her story and I loved hearing it. Um, and a huge credit to her um, goes to the grind that she's had put in a lot of work and uh, has gotten Thank to the place you. she's at because of that work. So shout out to Swish. But uh, Katie, uh, any final words? Uh, of course, you can shout out socials, where people can find you, all that good stuff. But anything coming up, exciting things you're working on or uh, pretty sleepy right now? Uh, got some stuff toward the end of the month that I'm excited about. Can't say too much about it yet because dates aren't finalized. But other than that, uh, Worlds Bedford, Instagram and Twitter, Katie Bedford on Twitch. Appreciate you all and much love. Uh, I think that's all I've got as well. Grandmaster Goge, all major socials. Super excited about a few events coming up. Again, I can't announce I, uh, them either. I think I've got a PUBG event coming next week, if I remember correctly. But other than that, we've got some pretty fun stuff uh, planned into August. I think Katie and I will finally get back in the, the booth together soon. Um, I am just, it's been way too long, Katie. I mean, it, it has I been so. obscene amounts of time, but regardless, that's all we've got. Grandmaster goes on all major socials, bot lobby podcast. If you're somehow still listening to this, make sure you like, follow, uh, comment, all of that good <laughs> stuff on the YouTube VOD. And thank you to all of our audio listeners as well. I hope you have a great day at work. Uh, that's it for us. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.